<laughs> this is actually, uh, to me, a rare occasion that Parshas Para comes out on Parshas Kisisa. You know, this year's calendar, the whole calendar is an anomaly. You have Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, you have Sukkot on Shabbos, you have Asar Bateves Erev Shabbos, Purim Erev Shabbos. It's really uh, Purim Meshulash, Erev Pesach comes out on Shabbos. This is a very unique uh, set of calendar. And one thing that nobody's talking about is for Parshas Para to come out in Parshas Kisisa. Say, what is so significant about the fact that Para comes out in Kisisa? Well, the Shachanach says in Simon, Taf Reish Pehe. The way you remember that is Taf Para. In Simon, Taf Para. Siv Zayin. He says, Yesh Oimrim. That Parsha Zachar and Parshas Para is Da'iraisa. Now Zachar, I understand. We know the Pasuk says, Zachar, Esasher Asalcha Amalek. But why would Parshas Para be Da'iraisa? I mean, Parshas Para, we're reading about the sacrifice and the burning of the red heifer. And anyone who is Tame Mace would not be allowed to bring the carbon Pesach. They would have to. Uh, be purified to bring the Karm Pesach. So, maybe back when the Beis HaMikdash was standing, we could make a case that uh, Parshas Parah is Doiraisa, but why Bizman Azeh would Parshas Parah be Doiraisa? We're in Chumash, even back in the day, we're in the Chumash, does it say, you must read Parshas Parah? It doesn't say anywhere, you have to read about the Paraduma. And even more surprising, in Archaim, in Simen, Simen Kufmemvav, Shulchan Aruch does not bring down a machlaikis, he just brings flat out, Parshas Para is Dairaisa. Shulchan Aruch says, Parshas Para is Dairaisa, you need a minion. And uh, the opinion of the Piskei Toysvis and the Rajba in the first pack of, of Brachas, Parshas Para is Dairaisa. The Lachem Mishnah in Parak Zayin of Hilchas Brachas and the Magen Avram and Simon Tafresh Pehei ask, how in the world could Parshas Para be Dairaisa? They say, And therefore the Magen Avram concludes, as well as many Achroinim, the Bach, and the Shla, that Parshas Para is only Drabanan. Comes Archa Shulchan, and Archa Shulchan attempts to try to defend the position that Parshas Para is Dairaisa. And Archa Shulchan discovers and uncovers an indication in the leaning of Parshas Para that it's Doiraisa. First it says, Vahaisa Levnei Yisrael Lechukas Oilam, that the Mitzvah Paraduma applies Ledoirais for all generations. Which means even when the Beis Hamikdash is no longer standing, one could uh, sprinkle themselves with the ashes of the Paraduma. So in other words, Lechukas Oilam means you don't need the Beis Hamikdash to sprinkle the ashes of the Para. If you somehow got a hold of the Paraduma Bismanazah, you could. Sprinkle yourself with it. In fact, the Gemara and Chagiga on Daf Chafei says, Chavraya Medakin Begalila, that the Tamir uh, Chachamim in the Galilee would purify themselves with the ashes of the Paraduma, even though it was uh, in the times of the Amoram when the Beis was not standing. In other words, actually, to be more correct, the, the Gemara says, Medaka Begalila, they would purify their wine and oil in the Galil. Now, how could they purify their wine and oil? They were all Tamimisim. It must be, says the Mishnah Melech in Hilchas Avelos, that the Amoraim 
still had the afer of the paraduma. By the way, just as an aside, the Chida writes in the Midbar Kedemois, Marachas Aleph, Ois Chavav, that even though he has no proof to this and nobody told it to him, he says, my heart says to me, how is it possible that the Arizal was able to reach such high madregos of Kedusha and Ruach HaKodesh? He says the Chida, it must be, Elio Anovi secretly brought the Arizal, the ashes of the Paraduma, and the Arizal didn't tell anyone about it because of his great humility. And this, the Aruch HaShulchan says, is learnt out from the words, that the ashes of the Paraduma could be used even without the Beis HaMikdash. But ask the the Aruch HaShulchan, then the Torah says again, that the Paraduma will be an eternal law. We already know it's an eternal law. We already know that it's applicable even when the Beis HaMikdash is not standing. What's the extra Pasuk teaching me? Says our HaShulchan, the second Pasuk teaches us that even though we no longer have the ashes of the Paraduma, there's a mitzvah da'iraisa to read the parsha of the Paraduma once a year. Now, comes the Mayadim Uzmanim, Rav Moshe Sternbach, Chelek Be'esim and Kupsamaches, and he says, even the opinions that hold that Parshas Para are da'iraisa would say that women are exempt from Parshas Para. Meaning you don't have to worry, have a women's uh, reading of the red cow. No. You don't have to have any reading of Parshas Para for women. <clears throat> and, uh, women are not obligated to Parshas Para. The reason is because it's a chiyuv that is devolved on the tzibur and women are not chayiv in carbonized tzibur. By the way, an important idea is, you know that beverage called Red Bull? Well, the owner of Red Bull passed away, Shabbos Parshas Para. So that's Mamish Hashgacha Pratis. Okay. Anyway, I came across <laughs> an incredible explanation for the opinions that hold Parshas Parasa in the Malbum's commentary to Arachayim. They recently republished, we, everyone uh, knows about the Malbum and his commentary to Tanakh. The Malbum's commentary to Tanakh is from the most important com- commentaries to Tanakh. In fact, the Beis Halevi says there are certain psukim in Tanakh that none of the Rishonim were able to explain other than except the Malbum himself, and that um, and the Malbum only Baruch HaKodesh was able to explain it. In fact, the Chavetz Chaim says that understanding how Chazal were able to derive certain drashos is not something that people of our stature could comprehend. Only a Gadol Yisrael, the likes of the Malbim, could really you know, p- uh, plumb the depth of the the source of Chazal's drushes. Well, the Malbim wrote a parish on Archaim called Artsis Achaim that the Mishnah Bura quotes almost on every page. And the Artsis Achaim, by the way, my grandfather, you should live and be well, Harav Mardechai Leib Gladstein, Shlita, his grandfather, Harav Mordechai Leib Gladstein, was the Rav in the city of Linchitz when the Malbim was uh, thrown out of one of his Rabbonusim and he came to Linchitz on an Arab Shabbos and he spent some time in that city writing the parish of the Malbim. So my great-great-grandfather was very close with the Malbim. In fact, my grandfather, 
Mart Chaleb ben Yechiel Michal, his initials are Malbim. Mart Chaleb ben Yechiel Michal. Anyway, he, the, the Malbim quotes the Magen Avram. Magen Avram in Simon Samach says that there are certain momentous occasions in Jewish history that we are required to remember every day. Number one, Matan Torah. Number two, Har Sinai. Number three, the Masa Amalek. Number four, the story of Miriam. Number five, we have to remember Shabbos. And as the Mogen Avram, there's another momentous occasion that we have to uh, remember every single day, and that is the Ched HaEgel, the sin of the golden calf. Now, I'm not sure that's something that we want to remember every day, but the Mogen Avram says there is a Chiyov to remember the sin of the golden calf. In fact, the Torah warns us, Zachar Eis Asher Hiktsafta Es Hashem Midbar. Remember how you angered the Lord in the desert. That refers to the Chet Ho'egal. Says the Magen Avram, now some people have a custom to say Sheish Zechiros at the end of davening. No, it's not necessary. These six remembrances are all uh, referenced in davening. They're all referenced in the bracha of Ahav and Kriyashma. How's that? Says the Magen Avram. And you have it on your sheet. Let me make it even bigger. Magavram says, Isa bekavanais uviksavim. We find in the writings of the Rizal, the Hazachiris halalu he mitzvah sase. These <coughs> remembrances are a positive commandment. Lachain, therefore, kishayoimar ubano bacharta, when you say the words ubano bacharta and you selected us, you should remember Matan Taira. Vikeraftanu, you brought us close, Maimon Harsinai. L'shimcha Hagadol to your great name, Masay Amalek, the story of Amalek, that God's name is not complete until Amalek is destroyed. L'hoidois l'cha, to thank you. Hapeh loinivra rak l'hoidois. The mouth was not created only to thank Hashem. V'loy l'daber l'shin hara. Not to speak l'shin hara, and that's what Miriam did. V'zehu z'chiras Masa Miriam. U'zachartem es kol mitzvah Hashem. You should remember all the mitzvahs of God. That is remembrance for Shabbos. In Shema, when you say, That's Shabbos, Shashkula Keneged Kala Mitzvahs. Okay. Now, when you say, You should place the Dalin Kanfos of the Talis um, that's on your shoulder below, and you should gather the four tzitzis. But what about the sixth Zechira? Uvayalkud, Parshas B'chul Kaisa Mevi Gamkein, Zachar, Esasher, Ketzavta, Shashem Lekechva Midbar, Remember how you angered God in the desert. Zachar B'peh, Remember it in your mouth. Ayin Sham B'Shem HaSafri. So that means there's a Mitzvah Dairaisa to remember the Maisa of the Egel. So it says in Magen Avram, when do we remember the Egel? It says in Magen Avram, V'nir Olish, She'yazker Zeh, when you say the words, When you brought us close with love, To exclude that point in history, We did not love God. We did not love God. In other words, when you say every morning, With love, you should remember, now we love God. But back then, we didn't really love Him that much. That's remembrance for the Chet HaEgel. 
I want to add. So, yeah, so that one is sort of uh, obvious. In other words, we don't need the Ariza for that. That, you know, that's already in the Rambam. That's already in the 613 mitzvahs. These are sort of uh, ones that may be overlooked. But yes, certainly, that's the, the, the one that all the Sidurim point out at the end of Kriyashima. But here's the Magen Avram's Kasha. Magen Avram wants to know, why is it that for remembering uh, Amalek, we have a special Kriya once a year where we make a big deal about it. And for remembering the Chedo Egal, we don't have Shabbos Egal. You know, everyone's special Shabbos where we eat uh, rib and we eat, uh, I don't know, London broil. We eat, we eat uh, um, all kinds of cut meat, flanken. To remember the Chedo Egal, we should have uh, a barbecue, hamburgers. Lama tiknu liquors parsha molek, mashalay tiknu bezachiras acherim. Ayin sim tavarshevi shoymer. He says like this. Matan Torah yeshlanu chagat saras. That the truth is, there is a special kriyasa Torah to remember Matan Torah, and that is the leaning on Shavuos. The who had din Shabbos. Okay, Every Shabbos we have Yisrael. We're not going to have a special Shabbos, you know, Shabbos Miriam or Shabbos Egal. That's going to be embarrassing. Egal Shabbos. Oh, what are you doing this Shabbos? We're bringing, uh, we're eating uh, flanken to remember the Chedo Egal. That's a little bit embarrassing for the Jewish people, so it doesn't get the same attention as the as the Masa Amalek. Now that's a little bit difficult because if in fact there's a mitzvah da'iraisa to remember the Chet Ho'egel, then it wouldn't seem to be correct to ignore it just to cover over our shame. I mean, don't we want to have a, a kapara? So the Malbum has an ingenious pshat, and according to the Malbum's pshat. I think this year is uh, quite an interesting opportunity to uh, be able to fulfill the uh, this mitzvah. Look in the Malbun. The Malbun says, "Vinei b'maisa egal shapasav shakasav by gamkin zachar al tishgach ista shahiktsavta." By the Maisa egal says, "Remember, don't forget that which you angered God." Uvetaras koenim darish le gamkin shachiv lezachar v'pet sarchiyena mailoi tiknu by kriyas atayra. Look in the Magen Avram, he writes, it's because of the Genusin of Kal Yisrael. Ah, says the Malbim, in my opinion, there is a Kriyas HaToyrah to remind us of the Chedo Egal. You know what that is? Parshas Para. Huh? Don't you remember Rashi and Parshas Chukas? Rashi and Parshas Chukas quotes his Rebbe, Rav Moshe Hadarshan, that the rationale of the paraduma is it's a kapara for the egel. Yavoy ima v'yekaneach espinah. The mother cow has to come and clean up the mess of the baby. Right? You're invited to your cousin's house and the baby makes a mess. The mommy has to come and clean it up. The egel, the little kid, the, the calf, made a big mess. The mommy cow cleans it up. Why did Elazar Akoyin, why was he involved in the para, not Aroin? 
Rashi says, Ein Kategar Nasasanegar. Why is the Paraduma Metame the Tahirim like the Egel? Why is it Metahir the Tameim? Moshe used the ashes of it to purify Kal Yisrael. Why do you have three species along with the Paraduma? Connected to 3,000 Jews that were, uh, died with the Egel. Rashi goes on to explain how every detail of the Paraduma was a kapara for the Chedo Egel. Says the Malbim, now we understand the opinions why Parshas Paras Dairaisa. That since really there's a Mitzvah Dairaisa to remember the Chedo Egel, so to read Parshas Kisisa straight up and everyone gets together and everyone focuses on the Chedo Egel, that would be too embarrassing to go and read the Maisa Egel explicitly. So what we do is we read about the Egel in a roundabout way. Instead of reading about the Avera, we read about the Tikkun. When we read about the Tikkun, it reminds us of the Chedo Egel. Says the Malbim, the Shemitamza Tiknu Parshas Para. If you look in the Piskei Toysis and the Rajba, they write it's Medaraisa. And the Lecha Mishnah's Matmiya, why would it be Medaraisa? Fizeh, Nirashal Yedei, She'iev She'likros Maiso Egel. Because it's impossible to read the Chedo Egel, Shuginusan She'Yisrael, that's the disparagement of Klai Yisrael. Like it says in Megillah, Tiknu Ba'avurai, they enacted on account of it, Parshas Para, She'kol Ma'asel Hoya Neged Maso Egel, all of the acts of the Para correspond to the Egel, like Rashi says in Parshas Chukas. So this is quite an ingenious uh, Mahalach and approach to explain, to explain the opinion of the Piskei Toysvis and the Rajva that Masse Egel, um, that reading the Egel, the reading Parshas Paras Dairaisa. Why is it Dairaisa? Which mitzvah in the Torah is it? Zohar al Tishkach Es Hashem Hiktzavta Es Hashem Aleikacha Ba Midbar. Now, I want to share something with you, a thought. So it comes out on the one hand that for the sake of covering over the embarrassment of the Jewish people, instead of reading the Maisa Egel explicitly, we read it backhandedly by reading Chukas. So to me, this year would provide a very unique opportunity. Because this year on Parshas Para, not only are we reading the Tikkun, we're reading the Chet itself. So how often on Parshas Para do we read the narrative and we read the rectification. So in other words, when we're reading the narrative, we may not be aware that the narrative is the focus, because on a typical year, we only read the Tikkun. But on this year, according to the Malbim, it comes out quite uh, significant that we're reading not only the Tikkun, but we're reading the, uh, the account as well. Now, on a regular year, when we don't read the story, this would seem to be a, uh, a little bit of a weak way of remembering the sin of the Egel. After all, why are we supposed to remember the sin of the Egel? It's a rebuke. It's Musar. It's a, a lesson. It's a teaching. Don't do this. This is terrible. And it would seem that this approach of, instead of remembering the narrative, remembering the Tikkun, and as a backhanded way to remember the story, it would seem to be a little bit of a watered-down way to but upon further thought, sometimes in life, a indirect approach is much more effective. Sometimes when you want to teach a lesson and you want to convey a message, 
it's much more effective to teach it indirectly to the student and let the student figure it out on their own. Benjamin Franklin once said, Tell me, and I forget. Teach me, and I remember. Involve me, and I learn. In other words, when the student is able to A, be taught, B, figure out on their own, then they learn. They don't just remember. The more that's left to the student to figure out, so the more connected, the more meaningful it seems to the student, and the more it becomes ingrained in their personality. Now, we don't need Benjamin Franklin to teach this to us, but I always like to say that this is an explicit Gemara, Masech the Megillah. The Gemara says, the students of Rav Shembar Yechai asked him, why were the Jews worthy to be destroyed in the times of Purim? You know what the Rajvi said? The Rajvi said, you tell me. So they said, they're pshat, because uh, they bowed down to, because they were nana from the Suda, and the Rajvi said, that's wrong, that only the Jews in Shushan should have been punished. So the students said, Rebbe, you teach us. So the Rebbe said, because they bowed down to the Tzalem. Why did the Rajvi say, you teach us? They asked him a question. They said, Rebbe, tell me. They said, Rebbe, teach us. So the Rajvi should have told them. Why would he say, you tell me? They didn't know. That's what they're asking. But apparently, the Rajvi wanted to involve them because if they would just be taught the information or be told the information, it might not be as meaningful as if they themselves had to figure it out. Now, our Rosh Hashiva, Rav Hanach Libut, would bring out this idea from the following Medrash. The Medrash in Dvaram Rabbah, Parsha Zayin Oisiyod. The Medrash relates... Now Moshe Rabbeinu was about to die, he rebuked Klal Yisrael in the following way. He said, when you guys made the Egal, I saved all 600,000 of you. And now that I'm about to die, you 600,000, you can't save me? Don't you remember everything I did for you in the last 40 years? So Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking Klal Yisrael. He's reprimanding them that why didn't you daven for me that I should have the privilege to enter Eretz Yisrael. So the Manas Kahuna uh, comments that Moshe Rabbeinu is hinting to the people, he was Miramis to the Jewish people, that they should daven for him. But they didn't chap, they missed the boat. They didn't daven for him. In other words, Moshe didn't tell Kal Yisrael, guys, I'm about to die, daven for me. Moshe said like this, when you guys were in trouble and you made the Egel, I, one person, bailed you out and you guys couldn't bail me out? What he was hinting to, he was saying, hint, hint, guys, daven for me. But he never said the words explicitly, daven for me. So the question is, Moshe should have got up one day in Shul and said, Klal Yisrael, daven for me. I'm not getting into the Holy Land unless you pray for me. He should have sent out postcards to everyone's house. Why hint to the Bnei Yisrael if you could tell them directly? And uh, Rav Hanach had said that the direct approach is not always the best approach. And the reason is people are too proud and are too independent and people don't like to be told what to do. And when you tell people do this, they don't do it. If Moshe would have told the Jews to daven for him, 
Yeah, they would have daven. You know what they would have done? Okay, you want us to daven? Okay. You know, they would have been yoytze, but they wouldn't have really daven because they wanted to. They just would have daven because they had to. Because we all know that people do mitzvahs more besimcha when they do it on their own than if someone shoved it down their throat. The Samar used to say that he remembered every single thing he ever learned except for his bar mitzvah pshatol. Because everything he learned, he learned what he wanted to learn. His bar mitzvah pshatol, they rammed it down his throat. So uh, he doesn't remember it anymore. So Moshe understood the only way Klai would be able to daven with all of their hearts is if he hinted it to them and they were figuring it out, they would figure it out on their own. And we could apply the same thing to Parshas Para. Parshas Para is a kiyom de iraisa of the mitzvah to remember the egal. So why doesn't God just rebuke us straight for the egal? Because maybe it's more effective if He rebukes us in a roundabout way where we could save face sort of figure out on our own what we need to improve on and uh, integrate the message on our own. And sometimes the indirect approach is the most effective approach. Okay, so that's what we got in Parsha's Para. And we're going to start this year on Tefillah.